0: Richie Marrufo, are you ready? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Let's do this. All right, Senor Richie Marufo, thank you so much for your time. As we were talking about earlier, one of the main purposes for this podcast is not only to talk to people, business owners or people that they're doing good for themselves, but my point, what I really want to do is highlight the great people in this community that are doing things for the community. So when I started uh, following you a couple of weeks ago, I noticed that you're all over the place. You do so many great things for this community, and I'm looking forward to today's conversation. So, again, thank you for your time.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm super happy to be here. Uh, this is a cool spot. Uh, I like what you've been doing. I, I've seen a, a couple of your guests. Uh, in particular, I want to give a shout-out to Diego, uh, homie. I would have rocked this shirt today, but I wear it all the time. <laughs> you know, it's, it's in the wash right now. But uh, thank you for for tuning in, you know, and I, I love that you're paying attention to things like that.
0: Of course, of course. No, again, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of, of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So feel free to share whatever you want to share, of course. So let's get started with maybe the ones that are not familiar with who you are. Tell us what your, what your name is, what is it that you do, how long you've been doing it for, and then we'll take it from there.
1: Right on, man. So uh, my name is Richie David Madrufo. I am an educator and an MC. I'm the project director of a thing called the Barbed Wire Open Mic Series. Uh, and so if you know about it, many people would say that it is an El Paso tradition. It's kind of like underground culture. And what it is, it's an opportunity, it's a place for anyone. Yes, anyone, including you watching right now, can tune in. If you have any kind of talent, if you're a writer, a poet, a rapper, a musician, songwriter, a comedian, a dancer, it's a it's a stage. And we've been doing this since two thousand seven. <clears throat> I'm the current project director and host. I've been hosting. Well, I took over in two thousand twelve. Uh, the project's been around since two thousand seven, and it's just it's such a meaningful thing for me that it's been a huge part of my life that. In addition to shows, you know, I started making other productions out of it. You know, I was able to learn other aspects of arts and entertainment, and I've met so many great people that other things have grown and flourished from it, like uh, its own podcast, you know, uh, shows. You know, I was able to start a TV show, a local TV show. Um, And and it's been a lot of fun. But, you know, in addition to that, uh, you know, Barbed Wire Open Mic Series is part of Border Senses, which is a local nonprofit literary organization, and we're all about supporting the arts. We do writing workshops to people for people of all ages. Um, so, in, we've worked with kids, middle school, high school, um, you know, and then of course adults, people in college, and uh, we have a bunch of projects. Like so, Forward is writing for te- writing workshops for teens and, and young college students. Um, Memorias de Silencio, which is writing workshops done by uh, Daniel Rios Lopera, who it's writing workshops for migrants and families of migrants. Um you usually have a journal. We also do a podcast, a literary podcast called Literally Literary. And that's one of several podcasts that I help produce and edit. And so this is getting really long winded, man. But uh, I, I'm involved with a lot. Like you said, uh, there was a point where I was involved with something almost every night of the week, put on many hats, whether it be a host, MC, or just a supporter. Honestly, that's one of my biggest roles, too, is I just, if I'm not doing my own thing, I'd love to go check out what show is going on that night or what's, you know, what uh, openings around town. So uh,
0: we can dive deeper into all these things. And because, we will. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing. Let's go ahead and start with your, your own artistic life, right? Wh- what is it that you started doing? When did you know that, you know, there is a passion behind that? Talk to us a little bit about the start of your artistic life.
1: Wow, yeah. How do I want to approach this? (laughs) Is it my first heartbeat when I learned I was a drummer? I don't know. Uh, I can think back to times in in my youth. I'm talking super young when I realized there's a gift in being able to to understand your voice and what it can do. Uh, from an artistic perspective, you know, I loved, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful to have the, you know, a, a strong upbringing, you know, parents that, 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 you know, are both teachers and educators. So they supported, you know, uh, creativity and reading. We always had, I always had like books, you know, as a kid in the, you know, like Legos. Like that was that was one of my first feel like I loved playing lo- Legos and of course like kind of breaking the rules early on because you know they sold Legos in, in box sets like and it was always fun to like create new worlds out of these things storytelling out of your little monitos the little things you make uh, I remember making an art show when I was a kid yeah I think I mentioned this in, in maybe in another interview I had done but you know I. I hadn't really thought about it until I was asked. I'm like, oh, yeah. When I was, like, a kid, I, I made little sculptures and little little sketches, little drawings, like, I don't know, with crayons. And, and I <coughs> – sorry. I saw <clears> – <throat> maybe I picked it up from TV galleries. I'm like, I had a little gallery opening with <laughs> my parents who were the guests. Like, and if you look over here, this sculpture is – and I was kind of, like, mimicking probably what I saw on movies and TV, but it was fun. But I – you know, in high school, I started getting into writing. And then in college – um, I started playing music in, in uh, elementary school, middle school, high school. I played saxophone, so I was into music. Uh, when did you start writing poems? Poems. in middle, So in, in high school, I started uh, really getting into writing. I joined, uh, we had a literary club in my high school, Eastwood High School, called Reveille. And, uh, you know, Literary Magazine is just um, <clears throat> just a little book we produce at the end of the year. Students send in their, their writing their fo- their photographs maybe their art um, and I'm still kind of doing that to this day with uh, some other projects I'm doing but uh, you know I, I was on I was on in in the club so I was part of the editorial staff and so I I dabbled a little bit in writing I wasn't too mm, too confident in it just yet and uh, I, w- I would write I was inspired by crushes you know I was you know high school kid I, I was had crushes all the time couple girlfriends here and there but you know some of my first writing was like love po- love poetry yeah. and uh, yeah and, and actually some of the first things I ever wrote and even sketches I don't even have anymore because I gave them away and I never thought about backing them up I was like hey I wrote this for you here here you go and but in, in college I really got into into reading I, I ended up studying literature through undergrad graduate school I got really into reading and the craft, and through there I started meeting a lot of the creative writing professors, published authors, um, going to poetry readings and things like that. And so it was it, over time; it just became more of a tangible thing that I,
0: I could be part of. When did it came? Uh, did it become a lifestyle for you? Kind of like it's one thing to do it maybe as a hobby but then later on you took it on serious of course that's something that you're very passionate about but do you remember was it high school or was college when it was maybe when you, when you uh, were able to meet someone that like you know what there is a path here through the arts do you remember that
1: yeah that's, that's a good question um, I feel like I might even answer this differently oh, every, sure. ta- every time I'm asked it you know <laughs> today I'll answer different somebody asked again um just i think seeing people i think under finding out that this is a way to connect with people you know some of the first poetry readings i did this was all almost on a whim by the way and so i'll put a bookmark on that really quick just to say like i think some people always want to try something and and hold themselves back from doing it
0: what do you think i never even
1: thought there's a lot of reasons people might do it uh fear nervousness anxiety uh, pretender syndrome. There's a lot of different factors um, why someone might hold themselves back. You know, I love to talk about like just just go for it, and that's the whole point of an open mic. Actually, is that's a great launching point, opportunity to try something that maybe isn't as high pressure. Uh, which is why I always push people to do it. But uh, going back to some of the first times I went to, when I went first went to an open mic, it wasn't even to perform; it was to support a friend. Uh, I believe I was an undergrad at UTEP, <clears throat> and uh, I believe I was already studying literature. Uh, one of my high school friends, we we you know we all went to college together too, and the girl he was seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, the girl he was seeing at the time was like, I'm gonna perform in an open mic, and so he was gonna go too, and so he was telling all our friends, yeah, let's go check it out, and uh, <laughs> I showed up early. I don't know who shows up early to places. So I just, I, I wanted to go support, listen to him. He plays piano. She was going to read poetry. And I was just there before anyone else. And I was talking to the host. And, uh, you know, eventually I kind of just realized, well, I have writing. Maybe I'll share that too. And so I remember at the, I was lo- also something that really helped is the venue was really close to where, to where I was living at the time. So I'm like, well, I'm early enough. I can go drive print out some poems really quick and then and come back and read them. I never would have thought this would have been such a huge part of my life moving on. There were a lot of moments like that <clears throat> where there was a choice and, and it ended up leading to something next and next and next. And so the more I started performing, the more comfortable I got, <clears throat> the more I, I started to experiment with my form. Like the first time I read, I, I had a sheet printed out and I was I was I remember just being nervous I couldn't hold the paper straight it's kind of hard to read I remember speaking very nervously on the microphone Uh, I know just uh, you can you can always tell when someone's nervous because they're running out of breath and that's how I was like I was uh, I was just speaking like kind of shorter breath like uh I didn't take that time but you know it didn't take long before I started bringing out my saxophone and I was like playing it and doing poetry like I'd, I'd say some like I'd say a line of poetry like, dim city lights acknowledge that we are not alone and then I'd play some saxophone. And to me, I'm like, that's, I'm creating some art. It's kind of cliche to some people, you know, the whole like uh, slam, uh, beatnik slam poetry kind of snap. But I I found freedom in that. And, and uh, just through undergrad, grad school, started going to more readings and I enjoyed performing. I challenged myself to always memorize my pieces because it's more fun that way to the audience. And when I memorized my writing, you know, I could look at people and make connections. And so, you know, I could see who's enjoying it. And as long as I was making making connections with people, like seeing them nod along or smile or or laugh when they're supposed to laugh, (laughs) you know, Uh, it just kept going, incorporating music and then uh, eventually it got to a point where I started helping out with the barbed wire open mic.
0: That's and how you started that close. Helping that first.
1: Yeah. Um, the guy who ran it before me, uh, I want to give a shout out, uh, Roberto Santos. He's uh, also an English professor. Uh, he's one of the co founders. You know, We can call him one of the co founders of the, of the open mic series. It was founded in 2007 as part of the UTEP MFA program, part of the creative writing program. Um, and he did some great things with it. You know, it, it, it was an event. It was once a month, last Saturday of every month. And, you know, it was just the place would be packed and people wanted to perform their stuff. And so I really liked the venue and, and he's he's such a cool guy. He uh, He's not only a good friend, but a mentor. And, you know, I'm so grateful for him. You know, uh, these things take help. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into running a successful show because you can host an MC, but also there's sound you know maybe you might want to have a dj uh you know you can, spreading the word just getting the word out is a whole thing you know trying to help people find seating is a whole thing so you know i did what i could you know i i, I love to perform but i just really love the concept of an open mic where almost everyone's equal you know you go up to you sign up and you go up and do your thing whatever that is like i mentioned it's just not writing or poetry, we would get comedians, we'd get musicians, people learning instruments and uh, you know there was no there's no gatekeeping there. you know you don't because we would get published poets, we would get professors. we'd also get someone who just wrote a poem for the first time last week who wanted to share it. and that's to me that's one of the magical things. you know uh, there was no qualifications you could just go and do it and uh, you know oftentimes <laughs> some of the newbies would like, Come through with some fire and passion and create magical moments. That's why I knew I love I love doing that. And so eventually, when it, it came for me, it, there was an opportunity for me to keep it going, as uh, Rob stepped aside to kind of do other things. Um, you know, start a family, fall in love, with all those great things in the world, right? Uh, I ended up taking over as project director. And, uh, you know, we were looking for new venues, and uh, he he likes to call me the great expander (laughs) because it went from once a month to we were almost doing shows 12 12 to 15 times a month at its its peak. We had uh, almost weekly shows, and the reason why we did that is because a lot of places wanted an open mic, and we do a really great job of running sound, bringing people out, a variety at that you know cuz there's there's a lot of other open mics and, and some of it sometimes it's just it's just comedy which which is fun which is cool uh, but we had a stage for all court, all kinds all kinds of arts you know i mean if i go back to the history of the open mics we've had all sorts of different types of performers. you know not just what i you know what i've been mentioning but i believe we've had magicians we have had different types of dance acts folklorico modern hip hop ballet We've had like, I remember one time we had a dude swall- swallowing a sword, like like spitting fire. Well. <laughs> the bar was kind of nervous about that yeah, one because okay. I didn't warn them. But <laughs> <clears throat> mind readers, it, it, it's interesting, you know, and and I'll say this, I'm, I'm definitely romanticizing it because it's near and dear to my heart, but I, it's also not for everyone. <laughs> you kind of have to be open to new experiences. And uh, sometimes if we're at a bar, you know, some people are just closed off. Yeah. To experiencing new things, and it's unfortunate, and also I, I get it, you know, not everyone's gonna be into like certain types of poetry. Maybe someone's being very vulnerable. The topic might be kind of taboo, uh, and and people kind of mock it or like aren't into it. So I don't know. I, it's to me, it's also a practice of just being open to to listen, to open, be accepting, understanding, um, and I've been doing it since. Like I said the Great Expander, I more shows, I started a podcast to kind of be like an extended conversation with a specific artist. And this is
0: where you have conversations with some of those artists, correct?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> that was honestly the podcast I started in 2017 and it was, a <clears throat> it was kind of like my own expansion of the barbed wire universe um, in the sense that the podcast is taking that stage and making it bigger by taking it online Obviously, you know, podcasts are the thing, right? We're in right here right now, right? We people, are. People on point, like, <laughs> I dig it. You guys are here because you want to hear podcasts. You want to hear guests. And so uh, <laughs> I thought it would be a, a cool a cool way to celebrate 10 years, 10-year anniversary from 2007 to 2017. That was our 10-year anniversary. <clears throat> Make the stage bigger. And so, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like So getting gear, learning how to set it up how to get great audio things like that it's all a learning process yeah
0: <laughs> it is and definitely we're going to come back to the open mic because there's a lot of oh, things yeah. a lot of <laughs> questions but i want to go back to that moment where you again when you showed up to your first open mic mm-hmm. and decided to was it a poem that you wanted to recite <clears throat> whatever it was because the truth is that even though you you you're um, sounding that okay it was just this that I did that I did but I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of people that again just like you said it's a vulnerable thing to go out there with your material or even if you're uh, reading maybe someone else's which I doubt that's the case but most of the time it's their own material putting yourself out there I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't get that push right so looking back where you ever maybe not confident enough to do it? And if you were confident, where is that confidence coming from? True. So essentially, you know,
1: at some point people were like, that was cool. So they enabled me, you know. Um, <clears throat> I need to kind of be like bring it more seriously, I, I think that support is can go the longest way. So I think when we have an opportunity to offer Words of support to anyone when they do something. We never know the impact those words may have. Uh, you know, when I that going back to that first night, um, it definitely was not my best performance ever. You know, I was I was I was nervous. But um, well, you still
0: did it, right? right?
1: Yeah, you know, and and uh, you know enough. To, I wasn't I wasn't scared enough away enough to like never come back. You know, obviously, I I I think I went a couple more times. <clears throat> Something did that, that did help was having my friends around, you know. Uh, it became like a thing, and then of course that led to new friends. And so that first open mic, that one was called Verse and Harmony, uh, and it was that one was focused on writing and music. It was kind of like the hence the Verse and Harmony, right? <clears throat> and it was started. Uh, it was run by uh, two friends, uh, Federico Vialba. He's a photographer in town. And uh, Alfred Soto, who was a community activist, organizer, artist. You know, he did a lot for the arts. He he passed away a little while back. So, uh, you know, that was the first open mic I had ever really done. Uh, But through through there, I actually had met Roberto Santos and a couple other cool, unique people that, honestly, through their kindness and generosity, opened whole new doors, Um, you know, on music side of things, the artistic side of things, very entrepreneurial people who I saw a spark in them that was kind of like the spark in me that was just looking to create something. And part of that creation was not just what your your work is, but a creation of a community, a sense of belonging, of togetherness. And we would get that, you know, and so there were, you know, there's always a bunch of different open mics around town. But I, you know, I started doing those those b and I'll I'll always try and offer words of of support for anyone who does it, because in the end, even if the material like doesn't connect with everyone, it's easy to feel like that too. You no. know, like oh, my writing's not gonna connect with anyone. I, I don't know. <clears throat> the very fact that you signed up and and did that and shared that already, I give props to, regardless of what happened or what it was because there are a lot of people I, I've seen kind of make fun of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And like some people will just be haters no matter what. And I know that is, you know, you had asked me earlier, what stops people? That's kind of one thing that does stop people from trying something. Definitely. They're thinking of, of all the people that are going to laugh and hate on it, you know, for whatever reason, you know, maybe they're small minded, yeah, close minded. They have, they live with blinders on, you know, if it's not this, it's not cool. If It's not, you know, but You got to forget those people. And so I'll try as a host, you know, I'm always going to be like, that was cool. I hope you come back, you know, and just, it could lead to. And I think that's
0: so important because it takes a lot of courage. And again, um, it sounds as well that the audience there, aside from performing um, themselves, but they also encourage other people, right? And they know what it takes uh, to be out there, right? So I think the atmosphere that you guys have created, I think that's also feels for people to be okay doing it. As you were telling me about this open mic, I'm like, I wonder how many people maybe sign up and they just don't do it. Or maybe I wonder the, the the maybe the people that did not sign up, but maybe they get the courage at that moment and then they do it, right?
1: Well, in, in, over, in over 10 years of, of doing these, I've definitely experienced all these things, variances of these things and anywhere in between. Um, I've had, I mean, okay, so for one, hosting these in bars it's it's uh it's chaotic so we have this thing called liquid courage yeah <laughs> and so you know on a good night well I guess let me let me kind of stop there because you did actually touch on on a, on a point here about the audience a lot of time at open mics the audience is also performers uh, so it is important I think to to build establish a community to create a successful open mic and I would even extend that to not just open mic, but a successful art show or an event of some sort. It's all about the people. It's all about the community. You know, if if that's not there, it's nothing. It's hollow. You know, because uh, some people might do a show to like stroke their ego, but you know that's and might have to be a cool thing. But in the end, if it's not incorporating other people or like it doesn't have support, if you're not supporting other people, you know, it's, it's just kind of creating a. I always like to call it a web of meaning, like a spider web, uh, the, the way in which we're all connected. In you know, a spider web, you have thre- threads that connect one person to another and to another and to another. So you get enough people together, we're all connected. It creates this kind of web of how we're all connected. And that's the way, to me, one of the reasons why this open mic has been extremely successful, why it's the longest running open mic in town, why people know to go if they're going to get a, a good audience a good stage is because of reputation they know we've been doing it for a while uh results right results show so much uh the proof of what is it called and you said you studied uh marketing, it, marketing? and advertising <laughs> yeah isn't that like a, there's like there's just proof in the pudding that's i know that's not a technical term in your textbooks but just we have that uh but for me what makes it successful is making sure that you know, we all support each other. That people feel you know, welcome, yeah. right? Yes, um, and that does take time. Yeah, um, it does take as like a host or an MC or whoever's organizing it. <clears throat> you can't just do that. <laughs> uh, you know that saying from that that baseball movie: "If you build it, they will come." Feel the dreams. People like to say, that, "If you build it, they will come," and some people think that's it. But also, you have to cultivate it. You know, you have to to do other. You have to do other things. <clears throat> so when I I am you know, I I make sure to make sure people feel welcome. You know, for one, I tell everyone, feel free to feel free. But but secondly, if I know someone and they have something cool that they're doing, I'll always kind of call them out. I'll give them a shout out. I think that goes a long way as like when I'm emceeing, when I'm the host, <clears throat> you know, I'll be like, oh, yo, this is so-and-so, their business, check it out. And uh-huh. Honestly, like I... I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm in a crowd, and like, oh, cool, nice shout-out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it puts people on the spot, makes them shy, whatever, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of them. I know them, and I want other people to, to kind of be in tune with that and, and let people know, like, you know, this is us, the community.
0: Um, where do I want to go with this? Because we can come back to it, <laughs> but just as, as you're – Talking about this. Yo, I, c- I can talk, right. man.
1: I can talk. Hey, we're here.
0: <laughs> so go ahead and feel free. But I was, I was um, as you were talking, I was thinking as far as the support, how important it is, right? Because even though sometimes even your friends will playfully say, oh, what are you doing? or What is that? Like, they don't understand that. Maybe you already have self-doubt to begin. And yeah. those comments, even though they're jokingly or they're, they're jokes to them. The fact is that it, 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 it it's not supporting at all. Mm. So as you're mentioning this, and again, I've been following you for a long time and I can see that you're very supportive. Anyone or anybody on that stage or anyone that you interact with, you're a big supporter, but it's it, it seems sincere as well. Cause it's not the same as, hey, good job. Wait, wait a second, you know? but again you encourage them to go back and it takes a lot of courage but like you said i can for example if i wanted to host my first open mic it's not as simple as hey come here just do your thing and we're good to go there has to be a community that you build but the way you build that community is through the things that you mentioned so that's very important i'll give you just a a quick story here um recently i went to this bar place restaurant that has a unique, to call it, vibe, right? It's it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I won't, like, go into... Um, it's a little bit too hipster for mm-hmm. what I usually go to, if you want to <laughs> say it that way. Okay. And I invited this one friend that he told me that... Um, that I said, hey, you know, let's let's catch up, let's have a beer, let's go drink and everything. And I had this thing going on, like, hey, you know, let, let, let's come to this place. And he said, no, that's not my thing. That's <laughs> not my crowd. That's not my... That, w- w- what I like. And I'm like... That's that even though it might seem like it's nothing, but it is because if you were to invite me to any place anywhere, I mean, as long as I mean, they're not killing people. or It's a dangerous place. I'm open to it. I'm open to learn to 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 see that and not to judge people or or anything like that. But then just like you said, it's it's going back to their: is it close minded? Is it ignorance that you know what, what you mean? You can't be even labeling yourself right without even knowing about things. So, again, it seems like what you have done, you nurture that type of thinking as well.
1: Yeah, I'd like to think so. I mean, something that I do as an an educator, because we haven't talked about this a whole lot, but I went went through my education pretty quickly. And uh, I started teaching college at a pretty young age. I started teaching at UTEP like around, I graduated undergrad around 2009, went straight to grad school. And through there, I got a, a TA ship, which involved getting to teach my own classes, which was super fun. So at like 23, 24 years old, I was already teaching some college, and that was a blast. Um, So now over a decade now of doing that teaching. And of course, uh, from there, I started teaching at El Paso Community College. Um, By the way, all this is connected because I I just I believe in in our people, man. And, And I want to not just through the arts, but through education, you know, believe that we can all be better. Uh, One of my most common lessons that I I always like to tell people, I mean, I don't I don't know how what they think of but my students, you know, like I always try and like incorporate lessons that just aren't like in the syllabus. But, you know, if you're you got to expand your comfort zones. And to me, college is all about that, you know, spreading your wings a little bit. It should be, you know. Um, Now, like you said, there's there's reasonable like obviously if it's destructive. If it's maybe not healthy or toxic, obviously maybe not get into that. But it's good to try new things in life, new experiences, new places, new people. Um, and oftentimes we're always changing. You know, I some people try and live in the same place forever. Yeah, there's a lot of people who stay in high school, like the, the mentality. Um, and I don't know, it different things for different people. But I mean, I, I just think that it is natural that we naturally evolve because we're growing as people we gain new experiences and I mean hopefully we learn from that and and obviously we have more responsibilities as we grow older and maybe our, our networks change our, our priorities change change is a good thing you know um, so I think maybe some people are scared of change that's one thing but I always encourage my students like hey you know this like you're in college uh, by the way not everyone has the same like uh path up the mountain I think I use this all the time but a lot of people like to compare it to other people like oh they're already 30 and have this job and are like 30 at ha- they're married or they you know whatever yeah. they're making this much money it's so easy to compare to the other person but like you know it, a lot of life is those decisions I think I even on on this show I was like there's moments in my life where I look back I could have Gone completely elsewhere, somewhere else. But I found luck in the arts, supporting the arts. Uh, so sometimes you you talked about how and 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 the reason the reason why you bring this up earlier, you were talking about if somebody wanted to try something, their friends like, why do you want to go here or why do you want to do that? That's happened. That happened to me <laughs> in college. I started going to some open mics, and I, you know I had a, a close friend group we known each other all the way since high school. They weren't really into it. <laughs> Guess what happened? We drifted apart. <laughs> um, it's okay to
0: you know, let that happen if it's not gonna work out that way. <laughs> and, and I get it, if it's not your thing, that's fine, but you cannot say it's not your thing without trying it, right? As long yeah. as it doesn't go against your values, of course, right? I mean, wait a second. And I think that's one of one of the biggest problems out there is that we label ourselves to think that we're a certain way and we only interact with certain type of people or we do things certain way. But the fact is that um, usually the most successful people, and I'm talking about Money Wise, are the ones that are open to learn, to make sure they're influenced through other cultures, either traveling or interacting with other people. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, as you are telling me this, I was like, I wonder if I invite five of my friends, I know that at least Three of them for sure will say, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go that. But I really want to go. Right. I was telling you I wanted to go this past Thursday. My soccer team was playing, so I couldn't go. Uh, shout, out to, oh, shout out to Cruz Azul. Hopefully we're champions now by, yes. by the time this is uh, released. And if not, it's this is, I'm going to cut this clip right here for sure. But going back to that, it's it's so important. And, and even if they say it in a way that in their mind they're joking, but they're not. There's a, a lot of. Times when we joke around there's some serious behind our little joke right mm-hmm. just to be funny but no in reality are you really being supportive and sometimes when the answer is no then it's our obligation to understand that you know what okay well maybe for this thing let's uh or or or, or maybe look up uh or ask another friend. I always say, because a lot of people are into that, your friends, they need to support you 100%, that if they don't share the same values that you need to find new friends. (laughs) I understand that, but to be honest with you, and and this is where I'm gonna tell you like very specific um, examples. I have friends that are maybe not as positive as me or uh, or maybe they're not open to new things as me, right? Mm -hmm. However, they're really good with maybe giving relationship advice right Mm -hmm. maybe they're really good at that so guess what i still hang around with them but guess what i'm not gonna talk about business i'm not gonna talk about mindset if i i don't know why i use that example but if i wanted some relationship advice then I'll go to them, right? Because I, I really think that it's really hard to get someone that it's really good at everything, and now wow. that call it a friend, right? Because again, I, especially now I've been hearing that a lot, that, oh, I only hang around with people that think like me. <laughs> I understand, I get the concept, it's good. I mean, as long as it's not too negative, that now you're going to become negative, is good. But at the same time, every person has like their strengths, right? So as long as that when you're with them, you focus on their strengths and don't talk about the, the things that you know already, that they're, they're opportunity or the things that are negative, negative. I mean you, you, for the most part you should be good.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You want a, a diversity of, of people they hang out with. Um and, and honestly though, know, life would be pretty boring if like everyone you hung out with day in and out, day in and day out was exactly thought the way you did or loved every exact thing that you did the way you did, you know? Uh so no that's absolutely true, man. That's crazy. Gotta keep people um I love I love it, you know, and, and of course, you know, ultimately it's just you know, communication in any relationship, you know, long way. So if you can connect in other ways, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know people who support you. Uh, but, you know, on my on my show where I interview artists and musicians, um, I've had so many people, like, tell me, like, because they wanted to pursue, say, music as a profession or art as a profession, how many, like, maybe family members or, like, even, like, friends or, like, don't do that, that's that's dumb of you, or like that's, they wouldn't believe in them, and that's like, ah, so at least find the people who do support, you can keep those people in your life, absolutely, right, because, you know, they're family, or, or whatever, you guys have other interests, but definitely find the people in your life who support those dreams and goals, and, and surround yourself with those people, because you were saying, right, you don't want to surround yourself with the same thing, huh? and also, it's one of my favorite things, always... That's how I always I always learn from people, you know, and that's that's kind of one of the beauties of also getting to always meet new people. Yeah, is like you learn new things or you're challenged in new ways. Um, yeah, so that's good. Point so on, cool.
0: Another another reason why I'm doing this podcast is to also expand my my circle of influence. Right, the people that I talk to. I mean, that's so important as well. So that's one of the reasons why. I also do the podcast. So I wanted to ask you, how strong is our art scene, if you want to call it that way? I know for, I mean, we had Diego on. He was Mm -hmm. great. And I was doing my research. I noticed photographers, I think we're we're on point with photographers, also painters. But aside from that, like poets and other things, how strong is the El Paso scene?
1: Yeah. So in an overall sense, I have seen, because I've talked about being involved kind of in, in in a general sense for over a decade now and it makes me feel old to say this but it's nice to see I think today we have a lot more opportunities, a lot more support, a lot less infighting What do you mean by that? Um, so it's kind of like a negative stereotype but when I was getting into scene, something that I heard all the time was like and bucket syndrome and essentially it's just the concept is like if you have a I mean, so if we look at the phrase like literally, if you have a bunch of crabs in a bucket, if someone if one's trying to climb out, the other one's gonna pull it down. Uh I kinda always hated that metaphor because, you know, we're not trapped, we're not stuck, you know. Um, it's kind of a mentality. And um only from what I've seen, some people can get can get competitive. There's some gatekeeping, some from time to time. I'm talking about like just over a decade, um, but I've seen it grow so much. You know, now there are a lot of spaces that are being made available. There are a lot of people opening galleries and studios, places where artists can be showcased and thrive. And I see, you know, also with the advent of technology advancements in technology and in a way in which it's more accessible to people that i think more people are getting into different types of art and production you know it's a lot easier to buy these kind of mics you know than say 10 years ago so i think more people are getting more bold and i love to see it and as long as we have we have a culture of support supporting one another it can go a long way you know and and so from the literary sense um, you know, I I studied, you know, like I mentioned, you know, in, in literature programs, teaching English, also through Border Senses, that nonprofit organization. It's the whole our whole goal is to promote literacy in El Paso, literary arts. And so, <clears throat> when you bring up literacy, unfortunately, it's kind of a a rough thing to bring up because here in the region, we often have really low literacy rates you know um, people are having a hard time with their reading and their writing and so for me that's also why i i do all this because when it comes down to it literacy is just understanding language and there's a lot of storytelling involved and so with the work that i do it's just trying to get people more confident in their own literacy literacy skills you know the literary skills so literary is kind of more the art form literacy is like reading writing and I think as we promote the arts and we promote the literary arts we can encourage more younger generations to maybe get more involved with you know improving okay and also when people uh, so I don't want to get into that whole debate right now but like the other thing is language is always changing you know we're we're all learning As society as a culture and there are a lot of people who kind of sneer at at slang at lingo but you know I I just think as long as you can communicate a good you know strong story communicate effectively it can go a long way it doesn't have to be like when we people say perfect English right Or, or perfect Spanish right it's just it's just really like that's what people are currently using but we don't use like all that the perfect English, perfect like that's not what we used, you know, 100 years ago. That was different. So, you know, it's all it's all changing. So what I'm trying to do is get people, give people passion for expressing themselves, telling their stories. That's a, a very important kind of literacy, and I think that's also why the arts are so important because <clears throat> you can share your stories, your voice, your the people, vo- concerns of your community through your art, you know that's just as viable and so it's it's you know there's there's some way to go but i mean as long as you know i think people are 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 there for it yeah you know because it makes it makes my heart hurt a little bit you know that maybe people aren't reading as much like and the problem is maybe people are equating it to like homework and stuff and it's not you know reading can be fun you can learn so much about the world through through that
0: yeah now um do you do you think this way because of your parents being teachers both of them right hmm is that I'm, I'm sure I had to influence you obviously you already said that they were very supportive about that so from just just to go back to the last question I asked so based on what, what your answer was it is stronger however there's still an opportunity now when you talk about the opportunity I think you were very very detailed with that so my question is what are we missing, right? What is it that that, that we're missing? What is holding us back? I think you touched a little bit on that. But if you had it your way, what are some of the things that we can get stronger at so then we can have a bigger scene on this?
1: Mm. A bigger scene. In this case, we're talking more of the literary arts. Well, systems of support would be good. I think this probably probably just expands to the expense to the arts in general. Um, we're always fighting uh, from uh, systems, you know. There's education systems that kind of do make it hard for for people to succeed. A lot of it does have to do with poverty. You know, it doesn't help that a lot of us in town are, are, are dealing with. Poverty, you know, having trouble with economics, economic success. That's kind of a, its own can of worms, right? Um, and so supporting programs that, you know, maybe support, you know, not in school, but maybe like community writing workshops or, or painting classes. Just I think it's always in the future generations, you know, we have to inspire them. And, and have them understand that they're capable of anything as long as they put, you know, like have their mentality that they can do it. Because I think sometimes so many people feel defeated, you know, as early as elementary school. Oh, well, I can't do this, so I'm gonna give up. I think so many people get the, those wrong messages and, 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 and keep it with them. And so. You know, we got to figure out how to change change some of that, um, and not make education as as rigid as it can be. You know, like, <sighs> you know, I don't want to I want to go calling things out and people out, but you know, there there is room for change in the way we run a lot of things in education and the types of tests we we have. You know, they have to pass, and you know. I think a lot of it is just maybe from, from a cultural standpoint, trying to support more of the learning should be fun, you know, and it's it's our growth. Uh, and and I think a lot of people go through school thinking maybe, like I said, reading isn't fun. So that's always what they'll create, equate reading with. So maybe, you know, it's a tough one, man. Because I, I started talking about something. was like, I don't want to say it's all like this, you know, because – People are doing good things. They're doing great things, and it doesn't necessarily have to come from education. You can do it through your own, through your own means. You know your own path. So I just I hope that in terms of the literary arts, at least we can support um, some of these systems. Like I said, we have open mics. We have we've had poetry slam things in the past, and uh, you know at the beginning of the show I, I use the word underground. It is very much still underground. A lot of people aren't aware of this, and. Um, we do have awesome. We have an awesome history of authors here in town, in El Paso and Juárez, in the area. You know, there are people starting to to write stories about the region, about growing up. And you know, I encourage people to go buy their books. You know, right off the bat, you know, I want to give a shout out to Gris Munoz. You know, she has a, a a collection of poems and and stories that she she has she put out last year. Girl. And it's you know, it's based growing up in El Paso, you know, stories of Juarez and our people, and, and I think if people grow up reading that, it'll it'll be very different for them, you know. And I want people to know that they can do these things too. Yeah,
0: that's interesting yeah. because and this is I, I think I did ask Diego the same question as far as um do you think all or Mexican culture, Hispanic culture has to influence us a lot as well and people now maybe pursuing arts um, as far as a way of living because again thinking back we are usually raised to like yeah go to college because that's the way to earn more money right Um, and I think we put our focus on the wrong thing as far as success defining with having a job a house and money and we really don't have a a good definition of success it's just well again in my opinion happiness the way you pursue your happiness is your way right because again looking back at maybe that Uh, painter that poet that maybe in high school in in elementary or even college that they want to pursue that Professionally, right? Maybe those parents are not as supportive and you're like, no, you know what? No, you're gonna study for this because are you really gonna make money painting? Are you really gonna make money being a poet or an author and again? I really think that aside from the things you mentioned it is definitely our culture that um, our definition a lot of times of success Um, I think we have the wrong definition by just the standards of, again, no one's fault. It's just that maybe we're grown with the, again, a lot of people think that college is the way to go. That as long as you are married by 30 or whatever it is, you have your house, then they're happy. But in reality, the most successful people is the ones that are able to get their way. They're able to build their own path, right? So that's kind of like when when, um, I'm I'm thinking as far as other ways, I think that one of the biggest problems and the foundational problems with this is the way our culture, at least in our region, thinks of what success should be.
1: Yeah. I think. I've heard you ask on the show how people define
0: success. How do you define success?
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah. um, Let's open that... Guest, if you're if you're still with like, I thank you for sticking around. I know oh, like, I sure. could be verbo- I know I can be verbose. You know, I'll talk and talk and talk. But uh, you know, yeah, I I, I like you set it up very nicely that uh, you I've noticed that there can be a generational gap of what people understand success to be, and a lot of times it's culturally embedded in us. Like we have to do this. Now, I'm not going to knock college because I love it. I love education, but it it is not for everyone. Um, you know, it's not the ultimate thing. I've seen a lot of people find their success elsewhere. Um, you know, and earlier I was talking about stru- structures and systems and institutions. You know, so many people go in debt because of college, and that's unfortunate, you know, uh, and 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 that leads us to a whole system of, of other issues, right? But, um, that doesn't mean and I, I've said this before on another show, but, like, you know, I, I really say it all the time because I, I think it's a it's a great way of looking at it, right? But there are many, many paths up a mountain. <clears throat> and so when I think of success, I think of a couple things. Freedom. Freedom to choose what you want, you know? Um, we were talking earlier about time. Time is finite. You know, there's only so much of it, as much as we would love, Right. <laughs> it's that that clock's always ticking, 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 you know, and it's it maybe a little scary to think of, but, you know, we, we do have to kind of be careful selective in what we, how we choose to spend our time, uh, how we want to choose to spend it. And, and, you know, without trying to like, do like class wars and stuff, you know, um, <laughs> capitalism does a number on us of making, forcing, you know, we have to work we work and we work and we toil and we we suffer and then so freedom to maybe pursue your dreams i think could be one one definition of success and uh one one of my favorite ways and this is actually a line that i picked up from maya no sorry (sighs) i was gonna go weird weird with that tony morrison she's a well-known established author uh, probably most famous book is *Beloved*. Um, you know, if you've never heard of her, check out some of her books. Uh, but she did a commencement speech uh, where she talks about the preamble. You know the, you know that famous phrase, uh, how everyone's guaranteed a life of uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happy, uh, happiness. Right. Uh, very famous line. Jefferson. In her speech, she says that she wishes that the writers of the Constitution— I'm sorry, writers of the Declaration had, instead of used the word happiness— because we all want happiness, right? That's ultimately one thing we always pursue. It's going to change. But she wishes that instead of happiness, they had used the word meaningfulness. Because meaningfulness—how do we create meaning? What are the things that create meaning? Because it's not necessarily going to bring happiness all the time. In fact— I think if we pursue happiness, there's um, there's a lot of research, you know, in in, psych- in, in psychology, current psychological studies, and the, you know they call it cognitive. Uh, what's it called? There's like a whole study, of like positive, like oh man, I should have I should have touched up on a lot of stuff again, but we study, you know, happiness. You know, Harvard teaches a whole course on happiness that uh, is pretty popular, um, you know, and, and oftentimes we chase it, trying to recreate pastimes, and it's almost like an endless pursuit, And and but meaningfulness is, is different, you know, what are we doing in life that's making us feel meaning, because happiness kind of becomes a byproduct of that, you know, as long as you're doing meaningful things, make, creating meaning, meaning in your work, whatever work it is that you do, you know, are you feeling meaningful in that, pursuing that like that's i think those are, are good questions to ask and i think if you are pursuing that path i think that's that's a good definition of success how are you doing on that path do you, do you feel meaningful in your life personal interpersonal relationships your work your your uh if you have any hobbies or passions it's always good to reflect like it, is this is this meaningful for me am i putting what i need to into this uh should I try other things, you know? Let's expand the boundaries. It's always it's always kind of coming back to that question.
0: So Okay, let's get into this subject because to me it's so <laughs> interesting because um, you can also find meaning through happiness, right? Mm-hmm. And and let me let me let me expand on that. I'm a happy person. I honestly am a happy person. And when I think about what makes you happy, right? Like what is it that cause sometimes I go on my trips and what is it that it's happiness. And I was like, well, I'm I'm not smiling 24-7. That's not happiness. Mm -hmm. But I think I finally got it. To me, at least what makes me happy is, first of all, enjoying every single moment, right? Even if it's a bad one, if it's a good one. But the main thing that makes me happy is that, not that I smile 24-7, but there's very, very, very few things that make me unhappy. Like, I, I, I can't, like, very few things that make me happy. And through that... I am happy. And sometimes when, um, I don't know, when when I'm around people, the one thing that I do brag about, the one thing I feel like super excited that I feel like I'm on top of the world, is that I'm happy. You might have more money, you might have this, but you know what, I'm happy. And can the same thing thing be about you? And most of the time the answer is no. Now as you're saying meaningful, you are, right? I, I, I think I am living a meaningful life, To me Mm -hmm. but for me to me it's kind of like through my happiness i'm being meaningful right and i don't know if it can be like the 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 same concept because it 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 brings meaning to my life knowing that if i was to die tomorrow you know what the one thing that i want people to remember you know what that guy was happy that's it that's it you know what i mean i i really don't want people to remember me (laughs) for the podcast for the business for my work for being a good parent maybe i'm not whatever it is i want people to be honest with like you know that guy lived whatever years Mm -hmm. and he was happy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but to that that for me that's meaningful
1: yeah no absolutely that sounds exactly what that definitely does fit in line with what i was saying here because you're not actively like pursuing like happiness as a thing it's rather what you do and which is meaningful help helps you recognize that, and also it sounds like you don't let things bother you too much. Like um, living in the moment is is such an important thing. Um, you know, there's there's so much to be said about our mindsets. Yeah, you know, can can go a long way. Your circumstances, yes. Mindsets, yes. Nice combination of the two. Like, what do we do with it? Like, we're in control of only so much. So what we can't control, you know, let's. Let's get there. And so it sounds like you're in control of, of your, your emotions there, so, which is, is pretty pretty good, pretty sound, you know? Yes. And uh, <laughs> we win. Went, we win. Went. We, yeah, yeah. Know, no, like yeah,
0: a, yeah. I, I, I'm sure someone's going to be like, oh, I, I enjoyed those five minutes. Let me ask you this. Go ahead, just finishing the subject of this. How successful and happy, because again, you have done a lot of great things for the community, but right now we'll get into your personal thing as far as some of the things that maybe you have um, stopped doing because you're so much helping the community we'll get into that for sure but how successful whatever your definition is of success how happy whatever definition of 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 happiness um you think that is how successful and happy are you at this Mm -hmm. point of your life all
1: right this is the part where i break down i'm i'm kidding i'm kidding like (laughs) take me back no i'm kidding i'm kidding uh yeah i mean i'm very happy with the way i've taken a lot of these aspects you know um i'm happy to have made a lot of the friendships that i have made a lot of connections i have made um don't regret a whole lot of that um in terms of you know things like the open mic i would continue to love growing it i would love to you know so, so for me i'm i feel like i'm on the right track there's still like places to go like again uh uh comfort can be a dangerous place you know uh in a lot of ways like for so what i'm saying here so to use a specific example i like where the open mics at. that's great but also like i'm thinking well how can i also get this out to more people how can i celebrate more of the performers who come out to this and so i was telling you i I have a new series where you know this whole past year because of the pandemic i didn't go out as much i was able to save a little bit i invested in in some new equipment i got a camera Invested in some studio lighting, uh, a teleprompter. So now, you know, in addition to the podcast, I'm doing a, a new series called Fresh Cuts. And that's, you know, inviting people into my studio and, and recording their poetry or songwriting, maybe just recording some of their story, putting it on YouTube. You know, uh, you know, this popular series online like Button Poetry or Write About Now in terms of like poets and writers. These are YouTube videos of people sharing their work we don't have that here so but we need it because we have voices too we got people talking about important things you know not only from an individual perspective but you know like things that maybe we all can relate to in some way so it's to me it's like a mix of that bun poetry meets npr's tiny desk you know and that's a popular series npr's tiny desk series is just like a you know npr huge rated show i'm a huge fan of i always listen to it uh You know there's little concerts that they have in their studio simple as that they set up and just people perform uh it's fun to listen to and so to me like even though things are good like well let's do this now and that's fun like that's a whole new thing i'm pursuing like now i'm learning video now (laughs) learning how to edit video uh and that's kind of part of part of the fun in life you know i'm not pursuing like what is happy you know like i'm happy doing a lot of things But I'm also like learning new things is one of my joys. So that's always like production, learning new things. I would also like to build this, establish it into it's something that will run efficiently. Even if I have to step away. To me, that's the big one right now. Trying to establish this as a generational thing. Where, I don't know, if something happens to me, it might just be done like that. (laughs) You know, I don't want that. So you know i know there's people involved and and maybe you know there's new people in the future who might take over uh that's that's one thing right journey so you know i'm satisfied with a lot of things there but like okay there's ways we can go not thinking about the end just now but it's good to start thinking how, how we how do we keep building building on things that's what I'm thinking of.
0: I want to interrupt you. Did you notice that you haven't answered my question? And, and I'm not trying to be was, rude, I was, but I, was I was wondering wondering up if, to it, Yeah. if you're saying all this, because does it mean that once you get there, you're happy? Or is it that you're happy? Well, it's not, you a des- I mean? it's
1: not really a destination, okay. though. Okay. You know, like I don't see it as like That's... You, you can park there. Like I experience it. No, uh-huh. I totally experience it. You know, so the question is is when i
0: How successful and happy you are.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Ten out
0: of ten. I'm totally ten.
1: satisfied with where I'm at right now. And like, so example in, in that part, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I'm great. Like I don't feel dissatisfied or like mm, nothing's working out. I'm super happy with like the community we have. Um, and it's like I said, I'm I'm enjoying it. So to me that that means I'm happy. You know, I'm having fun with it. Yeah. You know, and it just means there's
0: room for growth. with everything you do and and that's why I was so excited to have you over because you do so many things and when I really analyze what you do you do a lot of things for other people right so like this guy must be really happy and very satisfied with that And but now that you're talking about progress Tony Tony Robbins says that progress equals happiness and as I Think about. It, I'm like, you know, what, you're right, because I'm mm-hmm. always thinking of like progress, like myself, my life, w- in whatever way possible, mm-hmm. and that brings me a lot of joy. You know. So as you're saying this, and, and again, you talked about things that you want to go to. I, I I just wanted to to ask you on on the, is it a pursuit of happiness, or are you happy right now? Of course, there's a lot of things that you want to do, but are you still able to uh, enjoy those moments? You know.
1: I think it, it is really important, right? Um, it's maybe a good distinction, but, like, we always have to celebrate our victories. Take that moment and enjoy them. Um, I do think that the, what is it, that hustle culture mm-hmm. can be a little toxic, you know? Like, you sacrifice maybe a mental health or enjoyment or, more importantly, those moments to actually enjoy yeah something enjoy a moment people are like all right what's next what's next what's next oh can't sleep i gotta work on this it's you know it's 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 tough because obviously you want to work on your business you want to work on on growing expanding getting to work but like at what cost so i mean maybe so in line with your question because to me it's always fluid it's a fluid thing you know, it's not like so rigid, rigid or static. Where it's like all right, happy, boom, park. It's more of like stopping to watch the sunset for a little bit, take some breaths. That's nice. You know, I'm happy with that. Yeah. It's a good, a good day. You know, and then we just, you know, obviously then the, the sun rises again the next day and we do it again, uh, and maybe go on to the next thing. And uh, but. I, I guess in in some it, it can get a little a little too much for some people, so I don't know, take those moments for yourself.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you so much for the conversation around happiness somehow <laughs> <laughs> some way we went there, but yeah. definitely important. I I really enjoyed having conversations like that because that's where I have found that maybe I can help someone. Right, first mm-hmm. of all, set your definition of what success happiness is, and then go for it all in. Right. Yeah. But when let's talk about just to close the series on the on the open mics. Um, talk to us about uh, is it weekly now is it monthly give us a little more details So anybody that wants to do the open mic
1: that's that's a great point so by the time people are listening to this it might already be different so what I recommend is you know people seek us out online where we're everywhere now the media might change like if this interview were ten years ago, ten fifteen years ago, I would have been like, "All right, check us out on MySpace." <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> right now, you know, we're using uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are the popular sites. But who knows? They might be gone a year from now. So, you know, just try and tap into the community. Right now, you can go and find us in those places. You just type in "Barbed bar, Wire Open Mic," and it's always going to change. Right now, as the time of this recording, right now we're just monthly, once a month, uh, for last Thursdays. You know, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of, of last Thursday's El Paso. It's just an attempt. And, you know, you're talking about how the art scene's been. I mean, just to see the way last Thursday's has grown. Maybe three or four years ago, it was, it was like only downtown. Now it's all over the city. It's in Socorro now. Central. There's a lot of growth in central El Paso. It's downtown, central, you know, north side, south side. Socorro. There's, there's shows last Thursday of every month. You can go hit up, and there's so many of them that you have to choose. Really? That's a good problem to have. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like damn, I can only make it to these three things, and and so our right now we're working with Old Cheap Dog. I Love that place. Um, the owners are, are huge supporters of of the arts of culture. Um, they always do these really cool custom beers. You know, yeah, they we wanted to go there. So I love it. Yeah, we did a Power at the Past beer. You know, and and they also had like a a, a body of love series all cool stuff and so they were they were as soon as I said hey let's do an open mic here they were in right away and, and so far we've had our we've had two. First one we had to move inside because it was a rainy day a little cold so we went inside it was packed you know uh, we just recently had the second one you had already you've already mentioned it on the show but uh, we were able to go outside this time and it was more packed you know there was a lot of people inside outside you know people standing around checking it out it was a lot of fun uh i'm we're gonna get back on on some shows we're finding i want to choose the right venue um i feel like you just can't set up anywhere because i want to work with a business that will understands what we're doing um and of course that will support um i want to find a venue that's all ages you know because to me uh, a lot of the open mics are done at bars and like if you're not 21 you can't go but you know like i mentioned earlier we have to Encourage youth as well. So, um, you know, some of we were doing open mics at a coffee shop, it closed down. Um, we did lose like three or four venues during the pandemic that were closed for good, and, and that was really sad. Um, so, right now we're re- re- rebuilding, and once they start finding the right venues, our shows will grow. Now, there's a lot of other places people can hit up, and I definitely encourage them to check that out. Um, if you're a writer, a poet of any kind, check out Wire because that's kind of our specialty since we're part of Border Senses and support the literary arts. And I tr- I try, you know, one of the things I do as MC is I try really hard to make sure that the, the crowd is ready to receive that kind of thing. Because like I said earlier, it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the things people talk about, um, it's pretty heavy stuff. And uh, it's just about kind of getting the crowd ready for that, and and also telling them like, hey, you know, this is this is our show, so let's take care of each other. And oftentimes, so if someone kind of comes in and and maybe is kind of being rude or not paying attention, to me, a good a good show is like when I don't have to, as the MC, I don't have to be like, hey man, shut up, <laughs> you know, someone's talking. But someone who's already there in the crowd, not even maybe just a performer, is like, hey, sh- someone's doing that, and like that's how I say we take care of each other
0: Uh, wow any last words of encouragement to someone thinking of being part of a mic for the first time
1: yeah I mean oof I mean the encouragement I'm always gonna say do it right like do it do it Um, if you're having doubts you know that's fine use that energy if you're if you're scared anxious you know maybe not sure how people are gonna respond to it I mean that's all speculative you don't know (laughs) The only way to find out is if you if you do it and it's it's kinda like a roller coaster, you know, you I mean I don't know if you're a fan of roller coasters. Yeah or like you know, theme really. products. Like to me, uh, at least let's say metaphorically, you know, you, you get in the ride and maybe you're nervous, so you sit down and then and then the bar comes Because you gotta have the bar, it takes care of you. And there's a point where you'd be like, No, 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 I wanna get off But there's also a point where that bar's down and the ride starts like there's no getting off now you just have to just be part of the ride (laughs) and then when it's done you're like okay that wasn't as bad that wasn't as bad that was actually kind of fun i see people all the time who who get a thrill like oh that was that was fun i can't wait to come back some people do that and then never stop coming back they're week in week out always there um maybe that's you least you can do is try you know, and 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 what I can guarantee is, you know, if you come to one of my my shows out, we'll take care of you. We'll we'll be excited to have you, and you know, see how it is for yourself. And uh, what I would also say is, I know most people regret only waiting so. They they one of their main regrets is waiting so long to do it,
0: or not doing it at all. That's well,
1: so what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always articles about like people on their deathbeds talking about the regrets. That's always on the list, like those regrets. I really wish I had done that thing. So I don't know, think about it. If you have questions, you guys can can ask me. You know,
0: hit me up on that. Nice, Senor. Well, thank you for that. I'm definitely gonna go to the next one. I did wanna take, or well, I was thinking of taking my daughter to one of them. But you're right, going back to that, one of the disclosures or, or rules. That's of course that's a bar. So the, um, if you're not over 21, and so as you mentioned, I'm like, you know what, that is true. We do wanna encourage our youth. Well, finding another venue that maybe we can go ahead and cater to that, or maybe have open mic for kids.
1: I would love that. I would love that, and I believe we've tried in the past, but it's not as successful because, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe it can be.
0: Maybe it's time. Like I said, it's not time. Maybe I seen this pandemic. Um, we'll talk about the pandemic in a second. Yeah, it did help a lot of people, not only with their own mindset. Well, yeah, with their mindset, of course, but the not the not only the way they were. Um, interacting before with their own personal life, but I seen some change with also how they're raising their kids now. Some people, not a lot, I'm not gonna um, here tell you that I know a lot of people that changed drastically, but I think I noticed that priorities um, changed a little bit, and I think that's a good thing overall. But bueno, let's end yeah. with that, thank you so much. Now, I really wanna talk about your personal life right now, <laughs> in the sense that COVID, uh, and I wanna get into COVID as far as you doing so many things for other people your own artistic life, your own poems. Um, you, you're also a musician. Like, you do a lot of things. Where are you at right now? Did you have any difficulty to, through the pandemic? Talk to us a little bit about your own journey here. Yeah. Uh,
1: some. Of, pff, thank you, man. Uh, in a in general conversation, I, we, we had mentioned this, but uh, for as long as I've been doing all this, a lot of my personal stuff has taken a backseat. And uh, you know, if I do have any regrets, is I would have taken more time to develop, and I st- and I still can. You know, I'm still here, of course. Uh, when the pandemic was looking to really disrupt our everyday lives, when you know venues started to close and it looked like it was gonna ha- that was gonna happen, and and we were put on quarantine and stay-at-home orders were issued, it was a very interesting catalyst in a lot of ways now me I, I mean when I say all this stuff I'm purely speaking from an artistic kind of point of view obviously um, it was scary terrifying thinking about what's happening in the world and and just making sure that people would stay healthy um, that was always the main concern now you know okay stay at home orders one of the one of my first initial thoughts is oh I'm finally going to be able to like write my book or I'm going to write so much poetry. I'm going to start writing music and when it's done, I'm going to, I'm going to be ready. You know, I'm going to have all this stuff. And a lot of people thought that too. And uh, some people did it. And, and for me personally, I realized that a lot of my inspiration, a lot of what helps me flow is just by being around other people. And, being by myself because uh, i was i was uh it was just me you know as far as humans go i had two, had two cats but you know <laughs> they you know they they can't really have that human conversation or whatever uh i found myself really quickly uh, you know my my well was dry so to speak so i found myself having a hard time creating uh and it was that was really stressful um I also mentioned that this was an opportunity to rest uh, I'm getting older you know obviously every second we all are uh, I was just going at an insane pace 2020 uh, that first part of the year and then 2019 I was just I had so many events I think almost 15 a month where I had to do sound I had to be on uh, you know I'm, I'm not 100% an extrovert Uh, And so for those of those of you who are are not know that it does take up energy, takes up energy to to work with people, to be social. That's kind of draining, you know, carrying equipment, working with people, trying to always be excited, bring people up. That takes a toll. And so I realized that it was, you know, from going zero to 60 to immediately stepping on the brakes. There's a little bit of inertia there and that just kind of made me stop and realize you know what i just i just need a rest I focused on maybe catching up on sleep um obviously there was so much going on in the world that it took me a good month to maybe start to find the flow again and uh, <clears throat> i i i tried writing a little bit something that did help me and damn so this is cheating cuz it's not even my personal thing but i uh i found solace Oh man, this is totally not what you asked But, you know, what actually did save me Was continuing to do the on- the open mic stuff
0: Online Yeah,
1: so in that first month in April I put together like a radio show It was my podcast, but I had people send in work And I made a little radio show Like, alright, next up we got, you know, Celia Aguilar This is her poem, Better Days, check it out And then I'd play it And then I'd go like to someone else uh, and then I realized, uh, you know, an online call, Zoom call. So then I started doing these online open mics on Mondays. Uh, and that that gave me wind. That gave me life. Every Monday we started it out. And we're still doing them, you know. And we've built a community. And even crazier is we have more people watching that. Than maybe a regular open mic, Really? you know, nice. we get a lot of people watching. But we're also now we have people from all over the world joining us. We have regulars that join us from all around the country, Washington D.C., Los Angeles, Florida, New York City, uh, Chicago. Like we have people who join us from the Philippines, from India, like. That's cool. That
0: must be been an amazing feeling knowing that you were able to create something that someone else is taking joy on. I mean, obviously enjoying that.
1: That's why I'm still doing it. And honestly, um, you know, I was personally having a really
0: hard time doing all this. What was the hardest part? Not being around other people? Was it not knowing? Of course, we did not know or we still don't know what's going to happen long term. Yeah. But what was the hardest well, uh, part well, for you?
1: Yeah, so again, like, the main thing was just concern of what was happening in, in the world and for everyone's health and, and just making sure that we could make it through this, you know, um, say what you will about 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 that. Like that's that's always going to be the default. OK, so but, you know, again, from a personal like artistic point of view, I it, it was the loneliness, you know, just not being around people like I realized that I I did draw also draw a lot of energy from being around people. Uh, which is why the, the piece that I read at the beginning of the show that was one of the few pieces I had read that I'd actually written because you know there was an opportunity uh, one of the brief times I actually did make it out you know, some friends were in town, and we kind of we had to mass socially distanced there was a there was an art show at uh Galleria Lincoln, so we were there, and I just saw people and then we went downtown and we we uh you know we have a building that we love to go to the rooftop and that was the world, you know. Pause, and I, I had to write about it, and that was the poem that I read, and and it just it just flowed out of me, because you know I was around those people and and just like the moment, inspiration, um, you know, and and I also I also just had a hard time during the pandemic because uh, you know I saw a lot of uh, friendships ended, a lot of divide, what was a that? lot of, I mean. You know, I don't... It's kind of warmers, but, like, I guess people being holed up, quarantined, staying at home, all these things drove people kind of crazy a little bit. And um, in addition to the worldwide pandemic, there were a lot of other things going on. You know, Um, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, uh, the presidential race, like, those are all uh shotgun like they are contentious topics, you know, and for me, uh you know I was just kind of disappointing to see like all the fighting about it and, and just kind of seeing how some people felt like about certain things, and you know, I just saw people divided a lot um so. That made it hard, I think, also to to draw any inspiration or create. I don't, you know, I didn't want to focus on any any of that, I guess, as, as a topic because we were all living it. Um, but, you know, like I said, one of my, my saving graces was just starting this online community, performers and, and uh, meeting, making new friends. Um, and that inspired me. I started writing a little bit more out, out of that to share. Um, I was always emceeing and hosting, but, you know, out of there, uh, we ended up building connections, and so I was able to, like, be featured all over places, too. You know, New York C- New York City peeps really? now know my work, you know, and yeah. I was featured as part of the New Orican Poets Cafe. That's a, that's a legendary space, uh, uh, you know, and in New York City, you know, some of the most popular poets perform performers have gone there it's like a mecca it's a place where people want to go and perform um i had never been but i was able to go online and you know when i performed i got invited to be part of a showcase and been showcased uh another projects for, you know like in Arizona i was i got to be featured and, and so you know it's cool um now that now we're out i'm looking to maybe just start working on my music a little bit more. That's kind of one of my goals personally. What is, is it?
0: What is it specifically in music? Is it you play instruments? Do you sing? I I, I saw recently you I saw you on a uh, Instagram clip singing. Is that? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh <laughs> so my my music is
1: kind of more of like um a spoken word a spoken word band kind okay. of Okay. So it's it's kind of another vehicle for me to share my words. So a lot of it's spoken word and and since uh some of my stuff is rhythmic, it sounds kind of like rap, you know it's, it's it's rapping essentially, right? Um I'm not the best singer, but you know I you enjoy- if it calls if it calls for it i'll I'll try singing, you know, I'll do it, but like I you know I have so many friends that are talented musicians, and so we just we come up with a a style that is a few fu- it's a fusion, different genres and and to me, which is very like border music, you know, we take influences from all over the place. So it's like jazz, it's rock, it's hip hop, it's, it's it's reggae. Like we just you hear little influences, but it's also the spoken word, and uh, you know that's that's kind of one of my personal projects. That there's pieces here and there, but now I need to find more time and dedicate more time to actually getting that done. Because if I don't, no one else is gonna push me to do it. Uh, I have to do it. <laughs> right.
0: Talk to us a little bit about your creative process. Let's say you want to write a poem. You want to write a song. You want to do something. What, where do you find inspiration? Do you seek that inspiration first, or do you kind of, like, force it? Tell, talk to yeah, us about your yeah, creative process. Yeah.
1: Inspiration. I've seen you through the clouds, amongst the people, and in the crowds. So inspiration is interesting. It's like lightning. It strikes. You can't plan it a lot of time, you know? Um, and so I think everyone has their own creative process For me personally, what I have to do is I have to be ready at any moment to see when when inspiration strikes and I love the world. I like to like things, so you know there's a lot of things that inspire me. If I'm not ready to record that thought, it might be lost forever. So, I always try and travel with a notebook and a pen to write something down yeah phone phones are cool you know like sometimes I'll write stuff down but you know sometimes it's a disservice as well so you know I, I like the tactile thing like sometimes it's not even that like if I'm at a barn and, like, and there's a napkin I'm like I'm to start writing something down there keep it you know I keep these little pieces of paper or a receipt you know as long as I can write something down a, a thought because you know you don't just a piece doesn't just poof up here uh Poetry, writing, like any other craft, like painting, there's a process and it takes time. And uh, it's just a matter of trying to capture that moment, that thought, that inspiration and and holding it as a seed so you can cultivate it later on. Like, how do I want this to grow? And so I have notebooks full of little lines, little little observations, whether it be a line of dialogue or, you know, maybe something that's very visual, like imagery imagery is such an important part of writing because it allows us to connect whether it be like a smell or a sound and then and then writing about that later on, reflecting. Um, so yeah, for my personal process you know I have to write it down as soon as I can or I'll forget it, which is also why I think uh, living in moments helps out my writing so much. And so when I say that, you know I'll be I'll be at the tap on a Thursday night enjoying some nachos while the jazz band is playing. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this. I got I to gotta start writing it down. And that's, you know, I have a poem that I, I have on my Instagram that's that's there. That's based off of that. Um, you know, that one I read was just being with my friends and, and kind of feeling the cool air, um, being keeping it socially distanced, but, you know, maybe having some brews. And
0: just Did you write it all that. at once? I was going to no, ask no, you No, no,
1: yeah. So, like, I didn't compose it on the spot, uh-huh. but I definitely remembered it. And so sometimes it, it's just like thinking of a line. Uh, with that one you know um, mira manifest this tequila you know like that was later on when I was at the studio we were drinking a little bit of tequila you know but I didn't have any cups so I had a coffee cup manifest this tequila into discarded coffee cups and I think of like a, a quote from Bruce Lee the usefulness of a cup is its emptiness you know and so it's like just trying to bridge stuff from there a lot of stuff I'm interested philosophy um other works illusions right uh you know it's it's just like again building just like a a painting a visual painting you start with your you know your base and then each time you add a stroke it gives more detail more depth and writing is the same way
0: do you believe everybody is creative um sometimes when i ask around people say no i'm not i'm not that creative person i'm not that type of person and in my in my thoughts are like, yes, you are. You just maybe uh, develop it a different way or you're able to showcase it in a, a different way. It doesn't mean creative, like just painting or coming up with something. It means maybe the way you're doing things, in my opinion. But um, do you also agree with that, that everyone is creative? Yeah, you said it right there, man. Um, yeah,
1: you That's it, man. You said it. Uh, no, everyone, like, that's the thing. Yeah, people try and use the same litmus test. Right, like again, judging based off someone else, like they'll see someone painting a beautiful artwork, beautiful piece of art, and be like, oh, I can't do that. But you know, like I, I, you nailed it, like it's not necessarily that creativity can be also the way in which you do things, you know, problem solve. There's a lot of creative problem solving. People get, you know, if they need to fix something in the backyard, you know, something's broken. I've seen a hell of creative. People become engineers on the spot. Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> like become, you know, pulley, whatever, duct tape. You know what? That's create. That's creative. Like how to fix something. Creative problem solving is a h- awesome thing. You know, how to um, talk to people, you know, is, is I think a, a talent. But it's also creative because, you know, you're having to think of stuff on the spot. Um, people are good speakers. People are even shit. You know, even if you're a good liar yeah you know that's creative it's not necessarily a good thing but some people are really good at like (laughs) fabrication and um yeah like you said it could be so many things like almost if like they're passionate about something like like you know like maybe you're a mechanic you know there's there's almost even an art form to like when someone really knows how to do something they're so smooth at it they got a whole process it's it's fun to see
0: yeah. Do you get ideas um, at well? Then and let me let me go back a little bit. I find that I get ideas at night when I'm asleep. Well, <laughs> when I'm trying to sleep, but for some reason I can't. All of a sudden, I think of like uh, a, something that I'm gonna advertise on for the for this, mm-hmm. um, for the hair salon or something. And then I I write it down just like you said. I put it on my phone, and I what I try to do. I also put in the time and the date, and I find that usually at night that period that I'm trying to go to sleep, but I can't, that's where I come up with an idea. Now I'm saying it's the best idea ever, <laughs> but I think for me, it's something that I have noticed. I mean, this is for years already. The only problem that I see now, though, is that a lot of times, like I'm very tired, right? I have. Like, I was telling you, like my day starts at 6 and it ends at 9, 10, right? So I'm so tired that I go to sleep right away. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I mean, that's good. But then I'm suffering with maybe not being as creative as before. Uh, you know what I mean? yeah, like. yeah. Do you get maybe your ideas at when you're drinking at night, in the morning, when you have conversations with your friends? What is it that you have noticed for, uh, for yourself? It's a, good, it's a good question,
1: man. And, uh, yeah, we all have different routines in our lives, and I think that's important to acknowledge. Uh, personally, I feel like I've been more of a night owl. You know, I, I feel more alert nocturnally. I think I'm, I'm just more inspired by nighttime. It becomes an interesting world uh, where my mind is more active, more run, you know, runs more. I feel like I'm more productive. Like I can just start doing stuff. And that part of that is because, you know, in in, in the business of, of running shows and open mic, those are late shows. So, i'm already accustomed to that so i think i've just trained myself over the years just that's when i'm active that's when i I need to be on um you know teaching you know sometimes i have to be up early too not not much of a morning person it is definitely more of a struggle to to be efficient you know whether it be talking to people or just trying to complete tasks it is definitely more of a struggle um i think i think routine is it plays an important role in all these things and so like you said once your routine changes oh man that's rough like so i'm glad i'm glad you're writing stuff down um i do that too uh i don't know were were you not dreaming did (laughs) you have dreams like what if you wake up and do like a little dream journal and just try and write down the first thing you do is just maybe maybe it's still there and you don't realize it (laughs) yeah
0: maybe i should do that though because i remember when i wake up i remember my dreams, but then. 20 minutes later idea
1: they yeah they fade away easily. that's why uh you know when they talk about keeping a dream journal or a dream notebook you just uh yeah that's the first thing you have to do otherwise it's just gonna fade away disappear ethereal but uh i'm definitely more more active at a night and a lot of that is through um just having drinks with friends conversations uh, you know I, I one of the places I work often is you know power at the Pass and that is uh you know an art studio it's a, it's a creative space over three years and you know there's just art all around the place there's people working on projects all sorts of creative things happening that i it's it's easy to just kind of vibe off of that
0: We're like all right cool I'm doing this. Nice. Actually, you you went into my next question. I was gonna ask you specifically <laughs> about Power of the Past because I, I I followed. I seen it. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like I, I can't still get my finger around. Like, is it what What is it that they're using? Is it a podcast? Is it? What, talk to us a little bit about what that is, please.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have that question. It's it's interesting. Um, hmm. How do I? It's it's always being succinct is the question. So ultimately, what it is it's a it's a space. Right, but it's also a book. Okay, so, so I'm more confused. By the way, <laughs> I know, I know exactly, exactly. It's always fun because it's it's really uh, my 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 friend and colleague, Valentin Sandoval, He's a, he's an author. He he wrote a book of poems called South Sun Rises, and it won the Southwest Book Award. And you know what this led to was him meeting Don Shapiro. Don Shapiro is is a well-respected businessman in the history of El Paso. Um, He, you know, the building we're in uh, was a fact, you know, he purchased this building and he started a gene manufacturing company, Action West. And, uh, you know, through that, he gave, you know, he helped develop business, some business sector. And so for many years, they developed genes here along with the Farahs. You know, Don has an interesting story. So, you know, in his 90s, he he wanted to write some of his stories down of like growing up in the Bronx, being a tra- traveling salesman, finding El Paso and falling in love with it and deciding to move here and start a start a business. Uh, and so the book is power at the Pass. So what he did is he found Valentin and, and hired him to start writing and help start writing his book. And uh, that's the, the space where we're at is the old factory. So that's what I'm saying. It's a space and a book. It kind of became a like they started filming video too and documentary. And so what it does, it, what it happened is it became a company too, uh, a production company. Commercial, so shooting commercials, uh, writing, and through there, um, it you know since it's a big space, there's all these rooms. He so started renting it out, having artists and residencies. So Diego Robot actually was one of the like the first artists in residency of Power of the Past. Oh. Um and so they gave him a little corner room he could paint out of, and he was there for a good while, you know, and Diego is, is his own force, you know, he just he kept growing. So he ended up getting his own spaces, moving the art space and then Galeria Lincoln, now Casa Ortiz, you know, he's just growing, moving, expanding. Always he's, he's that's him. Boom. And so is Valentin, he's like that too. Uh, I I started helping them. I started helping write the book, so I was brought in, and out of there, I kind of started using that space to, you know, start the podcast.
0: Is that where you record? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where I
1: record. I have a, a studio space there, and I also had a, I had a, so much sound equipment from the open mics that you know I, you know, when they started, it was going to be a, when they said it was going to be a production studio. I started learning. Start, started learning more about sound. You know how to use different types of microphones and how we can use those for for shoots. Um, and you know, since then we've had all sorts of art shows, fundraisers. You know, space is always evolving. Artists come in. You know, have paintings. Some are left behind. You know, we and there's always people running out. It's it's a very interesting energy in space. And uh, I'm I'm grateful to have been there almost since the beginning, and to have seen it evolve so much. But um you know it's a, it's another force in town and so yeah when you say like what it what it is it's interesting because like as a as a production studio there's so much being put out of it you know it's now so people now people are are going to valentine to help produce music videos mm. you know so they they did a, a music video for a local band cocoa butter you know and they they put a whole team together they shot it it's out there on YouTube, and now he's working with two other solo artists who came to him because they really liked that video. So that's one thing. And and so with Don, Don is still there. They have their business contacts, so it's a business now. But they also the book is officially out. They're doing book signings and selling it. I see. It's a good way to learn mm-hmm. uh, about some of the history of the region, you know. And, and Don, of course, um, he's he's an interesting guy. You know, he's a successful businessman. Some of the successful business people that we know here in town look up to him you know so it's 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 an interesting space and I'm I'm just uh, I'm grateful to be a part of that uh-huh. you know and when I talk about spaces you know you also have like things places like the glass box and and uh, other all sorts of galleries around town as well that are, are spaces that artists have now that maybe wasn't around 10 years ago so to kind of go back to like growth I mean that's there let's find those spaces and and, and you know keep creating and bringing more people in and creating that, that web, making it stronger.
0: Nice. Well, I'm glad we covered that because now it, I think I have a better understanding of what it is. And definitely they're doing something for the community as well. So, again, that's very honorable and respectful. Let me ask you this. Um, what other projects you have going on that we should talk about? I know you do a lot. Mm-hmm. We talk about a little bit about you, obviously, uh, as a teacher, uh, as a project director. What else um, do you currently um, are involved in?
1: well you know again at at the time of this recording i i was able to get a a grant for a project called life in the time um we're gonna publish a book a collection of of writing and artwork and photography from this whole last year we did a call a call for submissions through uh through my instagram page where you know we invited people to send in their thoughts and and so we got some money where we, we can print a certain number of books. And right now we're just going through submissions, but by the end of the summer, you know, we'll, we'll have kind of made our selections. We we're a little limited, you know, but we did have, we do have a budget and that's going to be cool. Uh, the project is life in the time. There's actually a website, life in the And it's the idea was just to kind of document our experiences during this, this pandemic, because it's almost once in a lifetime thing. You know, the last time something like that had happened was 1920s, you know. So and of course now, you know, we all experienced it in different ways. Uh, And the web. So the website is online. There's a lot of submissions. And and actually, that's global. We have submissions from people from all over the world, like seriously, all over the world. Um, So I'm in in charge of that as kind of like an editor. Like I I review submissions and then I put them online. In fact, I'm a little bit behind at this point because I started getting busy with all sorts of other things. Uh, but, you know, I'm still working through that. And, and, of course, the publication is is purely local. You know, the funding was to fund El Paso, Las Cruces, Juarez, like people, students, community members. So that's one of the things I'm working on. So in the next couple of months, be on the lookout for the release of that book. We're probably going to do like an online release. And we'll probably also have, make it available in maybe some of the local bookstores. I want to give a shout out. You know, I was talking about like literacy in El Paso and like just literary culture. Um, you know, there was a point where like all the bookstores were closed, and that was really sad. That hurt me. <laughs> but now we have a couple bookstores that are there that, that are out. You know, uh, Brave Books is one. You know, they're in Central, and we also have Literarity. That's also a bookstore that you can go check out. Um, there were there was Dells for a little while downtown, but I guess they they closed. Unfortunately, and if there's any more, I don't know. I, I hate that I missed missed them, but I'll be on the lookout for that. But we'll probably have them carry there. Maybe some some coffee shops and those. And since it's a grand, it's, those will probably just kind of be available first come first serve. We'll put them up. We'll probably post about it. Uh, that's one thing. Wow. I'm always working on stuff with Power at the Pass. I'm always collaborating with other people. Um, you know, I've got my my band. Maybe we'll start playing more. Uh, who knows? Tomorrow I might get asked to do something and I'll be like, "Yeah, let's just do it." So
0: <laughs> we'll see. Nice. That's such a good project, by the way. As mm-hmm. you were talking, I was like, "Oh yeah, definitely." We we have to go back. A lot of times when we're at that moment, we don't realize what's going on. It's until later on that we're like, "Do you remember this?" And then obviously mm-hmm. that book and then very specific to El Paso as well. I mean, it's going to be really good. Yeah, Senor. Um, my last questions now. What are some of your goals? long-term both professionally and personal for you awesome man
1: yeah um so i I feel like maybe i i answered earlier where you know long term is is i would love to create some self-sustaining programs where you know if anything happened to me (laughs) hopefully you know nothing soon but like in the long run like they can still keep running and and providing a service for people here so i'm always looking for help and volunteers by the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> um, personally, you know, I I love what I'm doing. Like, I don't have any intention to to stop for a while, just because uh, again, it's meaningful. While it, while it is work, and it can be stressful and tiring at times, it is it does also meaningful, and it ha- it does provide those moments of of happiness of of the magic of moments, you know, and getting to experience people be themselves or like unleash their art and see their joy like that brings me joy so i want to continue that as well uh personally you know i i you know maybe get a little more comfortable more freedom it'd be nice to get a little bit more more freedom to to travel that's one thing uh because i'm running a lot of these things by myself i do not have as much free time to say like if i wanted to just go camping for a weekend i usually have to you know and i have to i'll have you know i do, do it because you know i think i emphasize it is important to take breaks you know you just can't go all of the time all the time but it'd be nice to you know eventually dial that down a little bit and maybe just focus on on other things you know uh, more travel or uh who knows <laughs> who knows like that's that's kind of one the the fun part about about the future is it just it's open for anything on your whim you know hopefully you know, things start just getting better all around the world, and and uh, I don't know. I just I just I just want this place to keep growing, and El Paso to be recognized and grow more. And it's going it's going great places already, and there's already great people. Uh, I just want the world to, to know more of it. Nice. Maybe in the upcoming years.
0: So yeah, I, I definitely have to thank you because all of your answers or our conversations, not only about you. This is what I want. This is this is like even, even what you want for it to That's be a true. system. That's true. Like huh? after you're gone, you're thinking of like the cause, <laughs> the, the 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 big picture, right? So there's not a lot of, of people like you, sir. So I Appreciate definitely want to take also this time, not only to talk about, about your story, what you do, but also to recognize you, to give you recognition. Because, again, you do a lot, but the things that you're doing, most of them are not for you. Like you're, you're not gaining, again, uh, in a financial way or a different way. The the, the reason why you do it is because you really want to help our community. In this sense, you have very specific way that you're doing it. So I really mean it, senor. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Yeah,
1: that's right. I kind of did kind of go around the question, huh? No, no. I mean, that, yo, that... financial stability? I'll take it. <laughs> yo, if you guys, you guys are going to throw money, hell yeah. let's do. No, um, but I, I, okay, I'm going to stop there.
0: <laughs> no, no, that, that, that was <laughs> great. Let's do it. How do you want to be remembered when, I don't know how to position this, but um, how do you want to be remembered after you are gone? And I'm sorry if I could have positioned that a little bit better, but <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say oh man
1: that's that's uh hopefully not not too soon you yeah, know that's yeah, yeah. not you know um that's a good question you know like legacy is is uh maybe something we always think about in some way um i don't know i'll just leave that up to time i i can't really say for sure like um who know who knows you know i i if anything, I just I just I just hope that Hm I haven't thought about that too too much. Just like it it would be cool, you know? Just um I see I'm I'm envisioning uh, a <laughs>
0: But even that alone, that's that's an answer because that means that you're not doing things because you want a statue, because you want to be remembered for, you know what I mean? uh, That uh, alone, that that, that you don't have that in your mind. Of course, it would be cool to be remembered, just like I was saying, that I'm happy, right? But the fact is that once I'm gone, I really don't care what you guys do. You know what I mean? So the fact that you also have not thought about it, it says a lot about you.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird to think about that stuff for me, but I, I hope we're in a good place, you know? Overall, like, I hope, I hope the world is, is a little better healed. Um, maybe we understand each other a little better. I didn't even get into this topic, but, like, creating good spaces for people where they feel welcome. In a way, I have, but, you know, El Paso kind of went through its own Me Too moment a little bit. And, um, you know, we learned a lot about some of the, the scenes and institutions. And, and I hope that we can listen to people when they're when they're saying something and, and change as we need, you know um, without getting offended by by that uh, concept. but I, I just hope we're in a good place, a better place.
0: So, yeah, thank you so much I have enjoyed our time a lot perhaps we're gonna have a part two cause I know that with you we can cause we were talking before we started recording for a, a while and I know we we, yeah. we talked about a lot of subjects so again that's just the, the type of person that you are so I really enjoyed today's conversation <laughs> I appreciate that let me ask you the last question though oh yeah this is something that I ask every single guest give us one thing you love about El Paso right mm-hmm. yeah. and one thing you would change or improve about our city
1: okay wow these, these are for the sound bites so I gotta like come with it you know uh one thing that i one thing that i would change also can i start there does that have to be an order yeah, go for it <laughs> it's like when i was like good news bad news things <laughs> like I don't, i'll go with the bad news not necessarily bad news but um i i'm trying not to be like definitive on the things i say because i know people conceive things differently in their minds and mentally but we have such a, a terrible civic turnout. People putting in their civic duties. Uh, whenever you look at at voting records, it's it's abysmal. It's really bad. Um, now I know people feel certain ways about voting, you know, and I get it. Um, this I have mentioned this several instances throughout the show. Uh, System, there's some systems that are are rough, but. I do think that as people, we can make change. And so I I, I just wish more people would take that power unto themselves. It doesn't necessarily have to be through voting, but, you know, I feel like so many people are apathetic and that's a dangerous thing because as long as people are apathetic, the people in power will continue to do the things that they, the way they do it. You know, they're not going to feel any pressure to change and, um, if anything though I see younger generations getting more involved and and I hope that's just the start of of a change in that regard. But yes. man yeah we have really bad uh voter turnout and just participation in general like I think if you want to change something you can change it but you know it takes work, it takes effort, it takes numbers. So and we can do that <laughs> so we can do it. Um, well said by the way. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so that's one thing I I would change. Uh one thing that I love Mm -hmm. yeah so much right um you know what's funny about doing these online shows we're making people fall in love with El Paso yeah (laughs) people don't even know this like I said we have people joining us from all over and and a huge part of this is from like the performers from El Paso that join us because it is an El Paso thing but like like I said when they perform like they're always like man I can't wait to come to El Paso I can't wait I, I kind of, well, I kind of feel, maybe this is part of the fir- the first answer too. I kind of wish a lot of Opasins felt the same way. I, I think that a lot of people don't understand the gift that uh, this place already is um, in the culture, right? Um, and when I say culture, that's the way we live our everyday lives, in the art, in our food, and in the way we express ourselves. Um, there's already so much to celebrate now. And uh, I just, that's what I love, my favorite thing was was that there were three, often there would be three or five events going tonight, and, and I had to choose. Like, damn, I can't go tonight, but I'll, I'll go next time. That's what I love, and that's there. I grew up here, and, and one of the most things, often things I've heard is people are always saying that there's nothing to do here. I'm like, why are you, you're not looking. You're just lying to yourself. Or... This kind of goes back to the very, very beginning of the show, and we were talking like, or you know, maybe you're just not open to trying new things. Like, there's festivals, there's, I mean, there's breweries, there's, there's action stuff. We have mountains, there's hiking, there's biking, there's, you can be active. It doesn't just have to be drinking. <laughs> I know a lot of people just want to do that. But anyway, like, let's celebrate.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's celebrate l- it all. So, yeah, you know, that was great, by the way. And by the way, if maybe you're s- that person that thinks that there's nothing to do, Fine, we'll make it happen. <laughs> do whatever you you, you want to make it happen. Just that—that's
1: what I always do say it. too. Like that's whenever it. everyone like complains, like, well, I mean, no one's stopping you from doing something. So maybe if if that's you, and somehow you've made it this far into the show, like, <laughs> build something beautiful. We we'll, we will be there, help, and we'll help you build it together. Nice
0: that was awesome thank you so much appreciate it eh? alright guys well that's all I have thank you so much If you, especially if you watch the whole thing <laughs> I know sometimes or listen to the entire thing I just wanna um, again thank you I definitely appreciate your time uh, just like I was telling you before that's the one thing I appreciate tremendously because again you could be doing something else whoever is listening or watching can also be doing something else but the fact that you chose to do this to hear this to listen to this that means the world to me so that's all I got thank you so much